and welcome to BTC Radio. I'm Kevin Mitchell, founder of the Business Travel Coalition and your host. Our guest today is Captain Josh LeBlanc, president of Teamsters Local 357 in Plainfield, Indiana. Captain LeBlanc is a 16-year veteran of Republic Airline. Today, we will discuss the U.S. government shutdown, its impact on the morale and financial stability of workers, and what Local 357 did to assist industry colleagues in need. Welcome to the show, Captain. Well, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, let's get right to it. Josh, tell me and our listeners a little bit about your local and your career. Uh, well, like you said, I've been here. Uh, we uh, I work for Republic Air- Airline, Republic Airways. We provide fee departure service or essentially regional uh, lift for our major airline partners, which is Delta, American, and United. And then I am, as you said, the executive board president of our local union that represents the 2,400 pilots that fly the aircraft for Republic Airline. So I'm coming to you today in my capacity as a uh, labor representative of those pilots. Now, today your executive board provided a luncheon to the air traffic controllers. What was the purpose? Uh, well, really just to show our support and appreciation for the job that they do. Uh, they do this job under difficult circumstances on any day. It's a pretty stressful job. And now you're adding to it the financial pressures of a government shutdown that no one really seems to know when the end might be coming. I think anybody that's worked in government service for a while has probably been through a shutdown or two. But this one feels a little bit different. You can kind of tell, and that's they get across to us today, that it seems a little more open-ended than what they've had in the past. And if these guys didn't come in and do their job, um, not only would my membership be affected because, especially uh, we're sitting here in a day in Indianapolis where the ceiling is down to 500 foot visibility, and so we can't fly in visual conditions. So without air traffic controllers out there, we, we can't fly these airplanes. They weren't doing their job, it would certainly affect my job, but it affects the Indianapolis community as well. Exactly. What took place at the um, luncheon, and was it well-received and a success in your view? Uh, I think it was well-received. Um, first off, uh, controllers are a lot like pilots, and anytime you bring them free food, it's very much appreciated. <laughs> um, but seriously, I think it was appreciated that we took the time to come out and show our support and uh, it was nice because I've been based here in Indianapolis for the last 13 years after being based in other places like uh, Philly, New York, Boston, and so forth. So you hear these voices on the radio and, you know, in bad weather and dark nights when you come in here. So it was kind of nice to put a face to some of the voices that we've, we've heard over the years. And like I said, they just they expressed their concern to us that this feels different. And, you know, they're digging into their savings, those of them that have savings, to be able to do that, to be able to come in and do this job in an unpaid status. But, I mean, we all know, how long can you really do that? So there's a lot of concern. I think it was, I think it was appreciated. We, we brought enough food in to feed of most of the shifts throughout the day and probably into tomorrow as well. So they said that uh, other businesses and groups have uh, been showing support as well, bringing in things for them. So everybody's kind of in this together. So what actually, what was the format? Were there, were these conversations around tables or were there talks or speeches or? Well, actually the FAA would not let us have any uh, cameras or media presence in, in the building. So it was, a, it was a, a little bit informal. We just kind of brought in, we talked to them. Um, the company that I work for has all, has also uh, recently started up 
a flight school, and a lot of the controllers are actually going to eat some lunch with us and then go over and uh, take a visit to the flight school because they have to sort of coordinate. Indianapolis International Airport is a fairly busy airport. With We do a lot of flying out of there. Southwest does a lot of flying out of there. And then, of course, FedEx is a major hub. So there's quite a bit of traffic in there, and they need to figure out how they're going to sort of work in uh, these new flight students in and out of the airspace as well. So we talked a little bit about that. It was more just a friendly, kind of like I said, getting to know the guys that we talked to over the radio um, every day but had never met before. Well, that certainly was probably an unexpected bonus to the for the whole effort. Yeah, it was. It was actually my first visit to the Tracon, and uh, so they gave us a tour of the facility, the, uh, the approach and departure controllers, and then up into the tower cab as well. Would you like to see other locals, other Teamsters locals, do the same thing or something similar? Uh, I would. I mean, when you think about it, the, the International Brotherhood of Teamsters is very transportation-centric. I mean, we, they play a huge role in moving people and goods throughout the country, which, you know, that's the engine of the economy. So it's, it's not just the FAA or air traffic controllers that are affected. Many, many goods that, that we as consumers buy need to be inspected and approved before they can be sold to the end consumer. So when these inspection agencies uh, run out of the cash reserves that they have, or workers, like I said, just decide they just can't keep coming in to a job they're not getting paid for, well, those goods might start sitting on in warehouses and, and on docks and things like that. And then that's going to affect our uh, a team, Teamster membership that is tasked with uh, moving those goods across the country. What do you think that this shutdown's impact might be or could be? I know it's a very fluid situation. The longer it drags on, the worse it gets for uh, for everyone. But what do you think the uh, the shutdown's impact could be on safety, aviation, employee welfare, traveler inconvenience and productivity, the reported FAA backlog of rules and approvals, and maybe even the larger economy, if you have any views on that? Well, sure. I mean, I don't know how much I can speak to that, but I, I can say that they had a, a smaller crew than um, they normally have over there today. Today was relatively light with traffic because the weather is down, so there's not as much aircraft flying in and out of there. But it, essentially with the FAA, I think they're running with a skeleton crew as far as something has to be very safety specific for them to still be at work. So sure, air traffic controllers are still at work even though they're shorter staff, but you throw in a heavy winter storm or something, they're still gonna provide that, that critical safety function, but they're gonna, they're gonna have to do it uh, just a little bit slower. So it's likely to cause delays in the system. And again, this is just me talking. This is probably a question that's better answered by someone from the FAA, but I, I just see that happening. And then there's sort of the other agencies within the FAA that, that are not working at all. Like the Airman certification branch, we have, uh, we're running through Oh, anywhere from 30 to 80 new pilots a month here at, at uh, Republic Airlines. And once they go through their training, they get a temporary pilot certificate from the FAA, but those things are only good for a certain amount of time, and then they have to have a permanent one. And we're already running into the fact where some of our pilots that are running through training, those uh, temporary certificates are going to be running out with no one to, to get that permanent one, so the company's going to have to take them offline. And then aircraft or airlines that are looking to put new aircraft on their certificate or go to new destinations, whatever, those are changes to the airline's operational specifications that need to be approved by the FAA, and I don't believe that, that branch is fully operational either. So the long-term effects are, as, as this continues along, I think people are going to be more and more affected by it. It certainly seems that way. I've been following this pretty closely on the news channels, and all the pundits always ask the experts that they have on where they think this is going. So, I mean, as someone who is in the industry and can and is personally 
impacted by this, what expectation do you have for when and how this might be resolved? And if you care to opine, what's the worst case scenario for workers, the industry, and passengers if this drags on? Well, to answer your first question, I I think that this is this is going to be resolved when more events like this start getting getting more press and getting more put into the forefront of people's minds. I, I think at the beginning, people thought, well, I don't work for the government. Um, I, maybe you don't have friends and family who work for the government or whatever, but it's going to start affecting us all in, in our everyday life, like I, like I spoke to a little bit earlier. And I think that's what's go- what it's going to take. It's going to take pressure from all of us to, to show uh, the politicians out there, sure, we all know it's a very polarized political environment right now. We're not going to agree on everything. The two sides are really dug in on some things. But what you can't do is, is hold the government hostage. You can't hold the goods and services that we all pay for and expect to have in a country like the United States on, on a daily basis. You can't hold that hostage. You need to sit in a room and figure things out, but you need to keep the government open in the meantime. Well, Josh, thanks for all your time and insights today. It was, it was very helpful. Thanks for coming on. Sure. Well, I, like I said in the beginning, I very much appreciate coming on. We've We want to show our support and draw attention to this, and uh, I think we did that today, so thank you very much. Well, that's it for this edition. For the entire team here at BTC Radio, thank you for tuning in.